0: Containing 100% oversight over a global factory operation has always been a tough task. But when the COVID-19 pandemic struck, many technical teams from the US and Europe could no longer visit factories in Asia, leaving a void in the quality control process that couldn't be replicated by Zoom calls. I'm Edward Hertzman, founder and president of Sourcing Journal. And I'm here with Paul Bridge, deputy vice president of global footwear services at SGS to discuss why the footwear supply chain needs better oversight to improve product quality and the steps necessary for it to rebound from the COVID-19 pandemic. Paul, thanks for taking the time to join us today. Hey, Eddie, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for inviting me. Let's start out with a little bit of a macro overview. Could you tell us how the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted quality in the footwear manufacturing process?
1: Yeah, it's it's a very wide question, you know. Covid has had so many issues across the globe, uh it, you know, from uh, sourcing of footwear, sourcing of garments, textiles. You name what it is. It, it's affected the entire supply chain. But when we look at the product itself, the footwear, what has really been impacted is is the quality assurance, the quality of the overall product. We've also seen mould issues. We've seen technical issues. We've seen freight costs increase. There's so much that's happened over this 18-month period that's having a, a detrimental effect in some ways on the footwear industry. Pick quality assurance. Why has quality assurance been affected? You just mentioned it yourself in your in your dialogue there in your preamble. How old Zoom calls? Of are they have they been effective? But it's not the same as getting feet on the ground and hands on the shoes and eyes on the shoes. And uh, the whole quality issue, I think, has been an issue. I, I, I mean, I get emails every day. Paul, what's wrong with my shoes? Why do they look different? How, are they, how has this happened? Why are my soles falling off? And many of these issues are simply because the factories have not had people on the ground. Let's
0: speak specifically on the topic of quality, because this is right. one area where it's been a little difficult. To, as you mentioned, to replicate um, the on-the-ground type of uh, experience, you know, via Zoom. And one of the issues with quality, which you have spoken a lot about, and we've talked a lot about offline, is the prevalence of mold mm-hmm. due to delayed shipments has become a bigger and bigger concern within the apparel and footwear supply chains. So you know, these these boats are sitting there at the, uh, the ports for weeks or months in some cases. You finally get it into your DC, you see this mold, that's a problem. So what precautions need to take place to prevent this and similar quality issues in the future? If we look at when COVID
1: first hit and the factories were shut down in Asia, they had production in the lines. They had production in the cutting room, the stitching room, on the making line. They had shoes in the warehouse. Nothing was being shipped. So the factories had to store their shoes in unfavorable conditions. You know, what is mold? Mold, what does mold need to grow? It needs three elements. It needs nutrition, it needs humidity, and it needs a temperature. You give it the right three elements and it will, it will grow. But what people fail to see with mold is quite often if uh, shoes arrive in a warehouse in uh, New York somewhere and uh, the, they open the shipping container and they get a bad smell, yes, we've got mold. We go directly back to the shoe factory and say, what have you done? Quite honestly, maybe the shoe factory hasn't done anything wrong. You have to look at mould for the entire supply chain, even right to the consumer, because mould is everywhere. And if you give the right conditions for mould to grow, it will grow. Just to give you a few examples, if I was the manufacturer of leather or a PU material or a textile material for an upper, and the manufacturer of that material is based somewhere in Uh, Southern Vietnam, where it's extremely hot and humid, yet the manufacturer of that material hasn't protected the product before it's delivered to the shoe factory. It's contaminated before it arrives. So it's all about precaution. And mould has been very prevalent during the COVID time, purely because shoes were stored in poor condition and then shipped in poor condition. And as you say, held in uh, off the... Uh, Long Beach ports because they can't get the the ships into port to be unloaded. And it's been the same across the world. That's not just been a U.S. issue. It's happened the same across Europe. So products have been put under extreme
0: stress. Let's pivot a little bit. Um, Even with the advent of new 3D technologies and other digital sampling platforms, throughout the pandemic, what would you say is still missing um, in the manufacturing process From a human perspective, where has the bottlenecks been?
1: Again, it's a really interesting question because... What has been highlighted through the COVID situation is, of course, none of us have been able to, to travel to go into the markets, to go into the factories, to put our hands on the shoes. And we mentioned that in the first question. You know, I've made shoes for 40 years. I mean, the beauties of a shoemaker, he picks a shoe up, he doesn't just touch it, he smells it, because you can smell if the shoe's right. That's what a shoemaker does, same as a leather maker, he smells it. But there's no, there's been no hands-on in the factories, and the factories uh, and the brands have been really exposed to. You know, the factories being able to deliver a quality product as they have designed it so what I think has been missing is for for example I, I call it the five pillars of quality assurance in, foot, in footwear there is uh, the TFA which is a technical factory assessment there's a PRC which is so so important which is the production pre-production check Then there's OPC to make sure that you're operationally manufacturing the shoe in the right way and avoiding the bottlenecks. And then there's the Dupro and the FRI, which everybody knows about uh, during production controls and final random inspection. And I think what will happen is what's rather not been happening is the TFA, the technical factory assessment. So purchasing managers, purchasing directors are placing orders out into Asia with a factory that's come to them and said, look, we've got the capacity. But do you know they've got the capacity or the capability or the know-how or the quality assurance procedures in place? You know it because they've told you and you've got nobody on the ground to check it, to to make sure it's been happening. And that's why there's been issues. I've had issues come across my desk where shoes have been delivered, and us specifically talk about the UK. They've got the wrong soles on them, the wrong colour. The upper material has been changed because possibly there was a cost implication but of course the shoe has not been made according to the bill of materials that the brand has required but like you just mentioned they need to sell the shoe because that's all they've got in stock and they've got less stock coming in because they can't clear the product from customs so they put the shoes out into the market but it's
0: not the shoe that was originally selected for sale so one last question um paul How should footwear brands and retailers be approaching the oversight of production once global travel restrictions ease up? What changes would you like to see? I was
1: mentioning the five pillars of uh, quality assurance. And something I would like to see, because I think we've got to start to see speed to market. We've got to start to see products being better quality when they arrive and avoiding issues and returns from the clients. And just one area, and it's really food for thought, but it's something I've been thinking about. I mentioned Dupro and FRI, final random inspection. And I'd like the brands to ask themselves, is final random inspection too late? I pause there because if you are inspecting your product and you've made 10,000 pairs of shoes and you find a technical issue, it's likely all 10,000 pairs have that issue. So it's too late. You've now just created another problem. You're not shipping your shoes, which means you've got loss of sales uh, and so you're loss of revenue. So I'm sort of advising the footwear industry to look earlier in the process. This is why I mentioned PRC, pre-production. Make sure everything's right settle the bottlenecks make sure the fitting is correct make sure the factory has put ordered and had delivered the correct raw materials but then make sure the production when you first start the first production line you iron out all the problems iron out the problems then I'm almost saying and this is our business uh, SGS we do inspections I'm saying FRI may not be required because you've solved the problems earlier and I do think this is something that the, the industry on a whole, is worked in the same way. And they, they very often don't want to change. And I'm saying, get it right at the beginning and the end will be
0: fine. Paul, I, I always enjoy, enjoy our time together. You're so articulate. You make you make everyone think. You make me think. I'm so glad yeah. you could join me today. And I hope i uh, come back in the, in the you know next year and we'll continue this conversation. A- absolutely, Eddie. And again,
1: thank you so much for inviting me along today. So I've been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you, Paul.